Hi, this is Randall Dobbins with Business Partner Blueprint, the world's number one small business accelerator delivering corporate supply chain education and training to women, minority, and small business owners around the world looking to build legacy businesses that give back. And I'm welcoming you to another episode of the Blueprint Pros podcast where we discuss how to land big corporate clients. And today, I'm so wonderful I can't stand myself. Our topic for this episode is the signs that you have a prima donna business. Now, you might be going, Randall, what do you mean a prima donna business? I'm not running a prima donna business. As a matter of fact, I, 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 that, that, that word is offensive to me. Where do you come off calling people prima donnas and running prima donna businesses? Well, I want you to think about this for a second. How many of you uh, got into business, uh, had a strong subject matter expertise? I mean, you are in accounting. You know accounting like there's no tomorrow. You are in healthcare. You know, you know healthcare, dentistry, doctors, massage therapists. You, you, you know, you are highly trained in what you do. You, you went to school. You learned a vocation. You learned a trade. You learned a uh, business function, and you're like, you are really and truly a master of, of, of all of that. And you can do that like there's no tomorrow. I mean, how many of us did, did that? And how many of us, because I know I did, with nothing but just confidence that we could go out and make a business successful, did uh, we say, okay, all right, let's go. Let's get it done. We, we uh, put a business plan together, we went out there, we started talking to customers, and we had nothing but confidence that given an opportunity, we could do a great job. Well, I know I described me. I know I described a lot of small businesses that I've spoken with, and I'm willing to bet I just described you, all right? In which case, you are running a prima donna business. Let, let me let me let me scratch the surface on this a little bit more. How many of us have gotten out there and we didn't really have a clear customer strategy or didn't quite know how we were going to develop customer relationships? How many of us hadn't really even thought about employee development program and measuring employee satisfaction? Shoot, I remember when I first started out, I, I was just happy to uh, to uh, be able to have enough money coming in to hire employees, let alone start thinking about what the development program was going to be for them, how it's going to me measure satisfaction. And then I had the confidence that once I got a substantial contract that I can find people. I, I, can, I can find people. And then how many really and truly had gone through and thought about uh, what it meant to be able to consistently deliver a program for tens and hundreds of customers so that I knew I had the, the desired level of quality, process improvement, and change management in place. And we keep saying, well, no, no, we'll get to that. Get to that. You, you, you might be saying, Randall, look, when I have the business going, I have enough customers, I have enough revenue, I'll do all of that. I'll do all of that. And then how many of you had the, clearly the financial analysis in place where you could pinpoint through your numbers exactly what was going on in the business? Not you know, the simple was revenue exceeding costs and are you, you did you have enough money left over to pay yourself? Or even once you get to the point where you're making uh, five, 10 or 100 million, where everything is actually now steady state, it's spending out enough cash for you as well as everything you want to do. And 
you, you've got room for uh, expansion, improving, and understand the market and making capital investments. All right. Uh, and clearly, you, you know, how many of you have clear definition around management responsibility, customer acquisition, uh, new product development, um, crystallized your product and service delivery, your, your accounting management, and your technology management? I mean, the 10 things I just described right there are the 10 core business processes that every small business should have if you're going to be serious. And so my question is, do you currently have that in place? And I rest my case. Let me give you the definition of a prima donna. A very temperamental person with an inflated view of their own talent or importance. Now, here's the rub. You may be very talented and you may be very important in what you went into business to do. However, is your business mature? Not is your knowledge of your expertise mature, is your business mature? Can you do those 10 things that I just described? And the vast majority of us don't. I know I didn't. I'm going to be honest. I don't, this is as much about me because I can tell you I haven't been down this road. The only thing I had was a belief and a confidence that I could be successful. And that, by definition, is what I just described to you as a prima donna. I'm relying on my own inflated view of my own talent or importance. And I'm placing it on the knowledge that I have around the business that I'm engaged in, but not my knowledge of doing business. Did you catch that? I base that on my knowledge of the specific activity that I want to sell, but I'm not basing it on my ability to run a business. Therefore, the skill that I lack is how to run a business. That is the skill I'm lacking. That's the one you're lacking. That's the one most small business owners lack. When you have that, you're probably quickly moving beyond being a small business, unless you choose to stay there by choice. And there is the problem. That's when you know you're running a prima donna business. All right. Th th those are the signs that you have a prima donna business and the risk that you're running is it will never grow beyond that because you're looking for that opportunity that you can get in, sink your teeth into and do what you know how to do best. Right. That's what you're, we, we're all looking for that. The problem with that is that it's hard to build a business around that. Now, you remember, I keep I, I keep telling you. You want to stay true to your core business, but because you own the business, because you run the business, you actually have to know how to be a business person. You have to know how to do customer strategy, employee development, quality and process improvement, financial analysis, reporting, management responsibility, customer acquisition, product development, products, service and delivery, accounting management, technology management. You have to know how to do all of those are the responsibilities that fall to you. And then you have to have an organization that can successfully operate around that. 
And if it turns out that that isn't precisely what you want to do, then you have to hire someone who can do that so that you can just work on product de delivery and not customer service, okay? But the 10 things that I just described, the 10 core business processes are the things that you have to have in place. Therefore, the issue for you is not, um, do you have a prima donna business, which you may have, you probably want to move to becoming a business scientist, all right? A person who is studying or has expert knowledge on one of more um, specific areas around business, in which case, and it's going to be more than one, if you take the 10 that we just described, if you are the person that is putting together everything that needs to happen around those 10 core business processes, now you're a business scientist. Now, you might say, well, Randall, I, I don't know about this whole scientist thing you're talking about. Let me, let me tell you why I use the phrase scientist. In its simplest concept, a scientist is always looking to understand new problems and uh, come up with the solutions to those so that they can advance a cause. They can advance business, they can advance technology, they can advance um, uh, social issues, uh, the goals to fulfill social issues and whatnot. They're always looking for the next something. Now, think through what we've covered in a whole host. I mean, we just finished talking about this in the Pathway to Success series. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to that entire nine-part series. The big issue there surrounds innovation. If you know how to identify and deliver innovation to your clients, you will never go hungry. Never. Ever. All right? If your business knows how to do that, now you, as the business owner, you have to know how to put everything together in order for that innovation to be delivered. Okay? You may be the creator of the innovation, but you have to know those 10 core business processes that we just talked about to deliver that. But in, in any case, think about innovation. Innovation, by definition, is what worked yesterday probably won't work tomorrow. Imagine, at this point, reinventing the fax machine. And you might be going, huh? What, what's a fax machine, Randall? Imagine now reinventing the three-part uh, uh, paper or the mimeograph for those of you that are old enough, if you're old enough, to remember this machine in schools that used to run off the blue ink that we got for tests and, and uh, before photocopiers, fax machines, or anything else. They, they had the mimeographs, all right? Everybody could smell the ink. They had this funky uh, wax paper that they used that transferred uh, a stencil onto onto this blue ink so they could run off copies so every every student in the room had a had a had a, a copy of, of, of the test or, or whatever the teacher was trying to hand out. Now imagine if you're trying to innovate that. It's like, well no that's that's taking us backwards. That's not taking us forward. All right. If I'm trying to reinvent the fax machine now that I have I can scan something, upload it and email it, why would I reinvent the fax machine? All right. I wouldn't. All right. So innovation is if you're looking for it, what's next? So when I start talking about being a business scientist, I'm actually talking about what is it about what you do and how you approach your business to figure out what's going to work next. Because what worked yesterday may not work today, and what works today uh, most likely won't work tomorrow. The nature of competition. 
So you as a business scientist have to consistently say, okay, if I'm going to continue to improve my business because if I'm standing still, I'm going to be left behind. People are going to catch me, leapfrog me, leave me behind, leave me behind, and I'm going to lose my customers. So I've got to quickly understand how to go from being a business prima donna and assuming that um, I'm just going to rely on my own talent or importance with an inflated view of it. And I've got to switch to a business scientist where I'm consistently testing what's going to be the next thing that's going to work that's going to deliver fantastic results and benefits to my customers and what's going to, in return, generate great uh, profit and margins and revenue and sales for me. All right, you got that? And there you have it. You have to switch from being a business prima donna to a business scientist. And with being a business scientist, because you're always testing what's what, I mean, you know, Apple does this, AT&T does this, the oil companies do this, the car companies do this. It's not by accident the car companies come out with a new model every year. They are testing what is it that they think you're going to buy because, hey, you can go to the used car market and buy what's already been out there, but at some point, you're like, well, let me try something new. I mean, very few of us are driving the first car that we ever bought. <laughs> but there was an issue of being a business scientist around how do I cons consistently innovate and create something new? Even if I just need to increase the gas mileage, even if I just need to add a feature or two, I'm doing something new. I'm being a business scientist to figure out what's going to work, test it, and get it out there in the marketplace. And I have all the infrastructure and approach to running a business so that I don't lose my current business in the process and I can bring new business in and still deliver on the 10 core business processes. All right. So there you go. You can look for those uh, signs as to whether or not you have a prima donna business and you can actually make the conscious decision to move to become a business scientist. That's what I got for you today. So please go to www.blueprintpros.com and uh, get on our email list. Stay up to date on new episodes and other exciting news. Uh, feel free to leave me a message. I'd love for you to let me know what you think and if there are other topics you want me to cover. And I may feature your comment in an upcoming episode. And definitely, 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 please share our podcast with your friends and business colleagues. I'd really and truly appreciate that. Uh, as, as well, stay tuned. We always have uh, special announcements coming up. And I'm going to have a few special guests coming in some of the, the next few episodes. And I want you to stay tuned for that. We're going to cover a lot of great material, a lot of great topics. Give you some different perspective on things. You can say, hey, you know, not only did Randall say it, but I heard it from a whole host of other people. So it must be true. <laughs> but hey, this is Randall Davis, and I'll see you on the other side. Bye for now. <laughs>